It's the dictionary. 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 Hello, word nerds. How the fuck are you doing? That's great. Um, so we, we're just going to say right off the bat, uh, there was supposed to be a guest on this episode, a guest who is an expert on swear words. And the reason is because, um, let's see, one of our last words in this episode is going to be the word damn, D-A-M-N. And we had it all scheduled for a few days, oh, like five days before this episode is actually airing. And unfortunately, she came down with a bit of an illness and felt like not doing anything except lying down. And I totally understand that. So that's cool. No problem. I'm just going to have to cover the whole thing myself. Um, it would have been great to have an expert, obviously. But um, so her name, I will tell you because you can go learn about her and maybe get in contact with her and learn more about things from her. Her name is Melissa Moore, M-O-H-R. I will put her information in the show notes. She wrote a book called, oh, and of course, my notes app is misbehaving. It is called Holy Shit, and there's a star instead of the I, an asterisk. Holy Shit, A Brief History of Swearing. And I learned about her because of that uh, swearing TV show. I don't even know if you can call it a TV show. Uh, the the six-episode series on Netflix called, what is it, The History of Swear Words or something? Um, and she is one of the sort of more literary, intellectual experts um, about swear words that they have on that show. And I thought that I should have one for this episode. Um, I rewatched that episode and so I could maybe give you a little bit of extra information, but not as much as she can. So, you know, if you want to learn more, go watch that episode and and uh, dig in, dig into the word damn. But we'll talk more about that when we get there. All right. So, yeah, let's just say the words. The first one is Damascene. Damascene. It's the, uh, the same as the last word in yesterday's episode, D-A-M-A-S-C-E-N-E, second form, adjective from the 14th century, one is capitalized, of, relating to, or characteristic of Damascus or the Damascenes. And I have to remind myself even what that was, native or inhabitant of Damascus, characteristic marks of Damascus, Damascus steel. Okay. Uh, let's see, what, what, what should we do as a sound effect? I really should figure this out ahead of time. That would be smart of me. Um, and again, the brain just goes to the same things every time. We're going to go zoop, zoop. The next word is the third form of Damascene. This is the verb from 1585. To ornament, as iron or steel, with wavy patterns like those of watered silk or with inlaid work of precious metals. And this is just from Middle French, which means of Damascus. So maybe we need to find an example. Oh, well, you know what? Before we get to that, let's say the next one. It is Damascus Steel, capital D. And then the word steel, S-T-E-E-L, 
noun from circa 1727. Hard, elastic steel, ornamented with wavy patterns and used especially for sword blades. Hmm, this is getting more interesting. So I do think that we need to post an example on social media at DictionaryPod of Damascus steel. And uh, why, why does it have these wavy patterns? What else could it be inlaid with? What does all that look like? We got to find out. Sounds, sounds just, it sounds interesting. I have seen that what happened there was the brain was working faster than the mouth could work. So it all got messed up. Um, I, uh, I have seen many examples of metal with wavy patterns, but I think it's different than this whole Damascus Damascene thing. I think it's where they literally just take like a grinder, uh, like a metal grinder and lightly grind the surface in interesting patterns. I don't think that's what we're talking about, though. It does look cool. Okay, next. It is Damask. I think that is how you pronounce it. Damask. D-A-M-A-S-K. Noun from the 14th century. The emphasis is definitely on the first syllable. One. A firm, lustrous fabric, as of linen, cotton, silk, or rayon, made with flat patterns in a satin weave on a plain woven ground on jacquard looms. And that jacquard word is J-A-C-Q-U-A-R-D. Is it jacquard? Maybe that's what it is. Jacquard looms. They sound very interesting. It is a firm, lustrous fabric made with flat patterns in a satin weave on a plain woven ground on jacquard looms. That's that one. Number two, this synonym is Damascus steel, but then also the characteristic markings of this steel is just called damask. Damask? Damn. But this... Yep, Damascus steel. Hmm, the characteristic markings. Number three is a grayish red. So what is, does this lustrous fabric have a grayish red color? It could probably have lots of different colors. Is the steel grayish red? It's possible. I don't know. I don't know if I've seen reddish steel before, but it must exist. Uh, yeah, it's just from Damascus. Next is the second form of Damask. Adjective from the 15th century. One, made of or resembling Damask. And I think that's the uh, fabric we're talking about. So the thing, the thing made of the stuff, it's also, the Damask is made, the Damask is made from Damask. Number two, of the color damask, and that would be the grayish red. Do we need to post a visual of this grayish red? Next is damask rose. Two words, noun from 1540. A hardy rose, widely introduced from Asia Minor, and having large, fragrant pink or white flowers 
that are the major source of attar of roses. The major source of this thing that's called attar of roses and attar, I don't know if I said it right, A-T-T-A-R. It's probably either attar or attar. At attar. Let's see. It's from Damask of Damascus. Uh, obsolete Damask. That's all it is. So maybe they must have had these roses in Damask or Damascus. Um, it says from Asia Minor. So yeah, I feel like that must be where Damascus is. The species name is Rosa Damascena. Rosa Damascena. It's the Damascus rose. Again, we got to probably post a picture of this on social media. I already have a good list going just from the first five or so episodes of this this letter D. I got I got a lot to post already. The next word is dame. We're we're changing things up here. D A M E noun from the 13th century. One, a woman of rank, station, or authority. As 1A, which is archaic, the mistress of a household. So just any household, the woman who is running the household, she is the dame. 1B, the wife or daughter of a lord. That seems to get kind of confusing. If it's the wife or the daughter of a lord could be called the dame. I think they need different words for that. How do you get to be a lord? Can somebody become a dame? And then the lord is the husband of the dame. How does this all happen? 1C. A, uh, a female member of an order of knighthood. And this one is used as a title prefixed to the given name. So we often hear about... Sir, somebody, a man getting knighted becomes a sir, like Sir Patrick Stewart. I think he's a sir, probably. I hope I'm right on that. But the uh, the the female version of this, I guess they're still knighted. Is that the same? Would they would they use the same word there? But they are called dames. So Dame Judy Dench, that's one. And uh, honestly, that's the only one I know of. But there's got to be so many more, so many more that I don't even realize. Um, I just don't, I don't really follow up on my knighthoods. Who's being knighted this week? I don't know. Is there a schedule? Do they tell you? They, they must announce this. Is it every year? Once a year? Is it once a month? It can't be once a month. That's a lot. And you gotta, you gotta do some pretty amazing things in, uh, I don't know, art, culture, politics, the world, whatever. Uh, you gotta do a lot to become knighted. 2A. An elderly woman is a dame. And to be, the synonym is just woman. Okay, this is interesting. Let's see. We're looking at the etymology. It is from the Latin domina, which is the feminine of dominus, which means master. Uh, so, yeah, master of the household, the mistress of a household. That makes sense akin to the Latin domus, which means house. And there's more at the word dome, which could be a house. You could live in a dome. So, I mean, it's basically 
the the master and the house are all kind of from the same etymological world, and the master of the house, that's what that is. So that's where it came from. I think that makes sense. This is um, maybe a word that some people don't really like to be called, unless they have been, unless they're the female member of an order of knighthood, or they're the wife or daughter of a lord, and they like that word. Uh, it's n- not necessarily a word you can just go calling people a dame. Some people did back in the day, probably still happens. But, uh, you know, you, you can ask somebody, what would you like to be called? And if they say dame, then you can call them dame. But just walking down the street saying, what's up, dame? They, they, you're not going to get a great response, I think. Next word is dame school. Two words, noun from 1810. A school in which the rudiments of reading and writing were taught by a woman in her own home. So it's not a school where you go learn to be a dame. That would be kind of odd. Although I wouldn't have been surprised if that's what it was. Uh, But no, it's the dame who is teaching the school. uh, Because people need to be educated. And I think that's great. Next is Dame's Rocket. Dame has an apostrophe S, so it is the rocket of the dame. Noun from circa 1900. A Eurasian perennial plant of the mustard family cultivated for its spikes of showy, fragrant white or purplish flowers. It is called also Dame's Violet, or just rocket. The species name is Hesperus matronalis. And the matronalis, the matron, the word matron is in there. So that makes sense with the word dame because it's basically is a woman or different kinds of women. Um, But the rocket, I wonder, we obviously got to post a picture of this one too so we can see why is it called rocket? Does it look like a rocket ship? Was it, does it look like rocket the vegetable? Because people call a vegetable a rocket. Uh, mustard family cultivated spikes and showy fragrant white blah blah blah. Yeah. Dame's rocket. Pew! Into space. Next we have Damiana. Damiana. I think that's how you say it. D-A-M-I-A-N-A. Noun from 18... 68. 1. The dried leaf of a tropical American shrub, used especially formerly as an aphrodisiac and tonic. Also, a preparation containing Damiana. Okay, so the species name is Ternera diffusa, and then there's also Ternera aphrodisiaca. Aphrodisiaca. So clearly, uh, th- it was definitely used as an aphrodisiac. It says formerly. Maybe people still use it. Uh, the dried leaf of a tropical. Got to read it again to get my brain around it. It's a shrub. Aphrodisiac and tonic. Tonic. Is that what what context are we using tonic here? Just the thing. Maybe it's like a medicine. Helps the medicine go down. And then just the thing that contains it is also called Damiana. Yeah. Number two, the plant from which Damiana is obtained. 
So wait a minute. Oh, the dried leaf of the plant is the Damiana, but also the plant. I don't know why it couldn't all be in the same definition, but that's fine. So lots of Damiana going around. I wonder, I wonder if there are official medical uses for this. Uh, I, I have to assume that there are cultures that use it as a medicine. I mean, it says tonic, but is it not used? Is it still used? Maybe we'll put a link in the show notes. Maybe there's more information. Next is the word dam. D-A-M-N. First form. This is the verb form from the 13th century, starting with transitive. One. To condemn to a punishment or fate, especially to condemn to condemn to hell. So just just putting making somebody have some punishment or fate, condemning them to that that bad situation, you are damning them. I mean sometimes you would you would you could do this in a very literal sense. I'm gonna damn you to prison but if you damn if you condemn or damn somebody to hell you you don't know they don't it's not like they disappear right away they might go they might not go it might exist it might not exist you just don't know to a to condemn vigorously and often irascibly for some real or fancied fault or defect as in damned the storm for their delay they're very mad at the storm because the storm made them s- slow. Were they on a boat? Maybe they were on a boat, or maybe it was just driving, and the storm was so bad they had they couldn't leave their house. They couldn't get on the boat. Uh, to condemn vigorously, shaking your fist in the air, yelling at the storm, Oh, you made us late, storm. I'm very angry at you. For some real or fancied fault. Love that they used the word fancied in there. To be, or not to be, to condemn as a failure by public criticism. Ooh, that is rough. So out in public, you're you're criticizing somebody because of the way they failed. Is that is that what, how I'm reading this correctly? To condemn as a failure by public criticism. Maybe everybody gets to throw in their their criticisms about how you failed. Three, to bring ruin on. Oh, you've brought something. It's just ruined everything, and you brought it on. You've damned it. Four, to swear at, and the synonym is curse. And this is often used to express annoyance, disgust, or surprise, as in damn him. We should have been careful. Okay, that's an interesting example. Uh, maybe, maybe the him in this context. Uh, what's the context exactly? Did he did he warn you that you should have been careful and you weren't careful, and so you're damning him because of your own mistake, or is it um, he made a mistake and that's why you should have been? He should have been careful. Y'all should have been more careful together. Either way. Damn him. Oh, it does say he should have been careful. I misread it. So yes. He 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 screwed up. 
So we're going to damn him. We're swearing at him. We're cursing at him. We have such annoyance, disgust, or surprise at him. There's another example. I'll be damned. Oh, I. I will be damned. Curse and swear at me. Those were transitive. Here's intransitive. The synonyms are just curse and swear. So, I wonder if we're going to... Yeah, maybe we'll hold on to that. Okay. So, yeah. Just cursing at somebody, swearing at somebody. Um, if I remember correctly from that uh, swearing show, this was the basically the first swear word or curse word, if you will. And uh, I think that's, that's kind of fascinating. It holds a very special place in all of our hearts for those who love swear words. And I don't say them as often as I would like to here on this show. Not as often as I thought I would, but, you know, I'm, I'm working on it. it I've, been, I've been doing this for three and a half years, and I have such a... My brain is so focused on not saying them. I think it's just, it's just the way it, it goes now. But no, we're going we're gonna to fix it. The etymology says this is from Middle English dampnen. Dampnen? D-A-M-P-N-E-N. Dampnen. Let's see. It goes down to Latin damnare or damnum, which is damage or loss or fine. Like you have to pay a fine. Hmm. Hmm. Melissa Moore could probably give me more information on this, but unfortunately she is not here. Okay, there's another one. It is the second form of damn. Noun from 1619. One, the utterance of the word damn as a curse. Hmm. So, uh, is, this, is this as weird to you as it is to me? Okay, good. The utterance of the word damn as a curse. Couldn't it just be saying the word in a i don't know maybe not maybe that's the simplest way to say it if you were trying to curse somebody and you say the word damn that is a damn huh okay two a minimum amount or degree as of care or consideration also the least bit just the least amount not nothing and just the tiniest little bit as in the example, don't give a damn. I don't give the littlest amount, the minimum amount of care or consideration. Well, I'm sorry for you. The third form of damn is an adjective or an adverb from 1775. The synonym is the word damned with an ed, as in... A damn nuisance. Also is in, ran damn fast. This is a very good word. You, I like to throw it in wherever. And it's fun. There is a phrase for this one. Damn well. Two words. And that means beyond doubt or question. The synonym is certainly. As in, knew damn well what would happen. There is no doubt or question that this thing will certainly happen. We just know it damn well. I'm trying to think of things to say about this word. Um, I feel like it's just so part of our, our, our 
vernacular, our vocabulary, um, and it's just, it's not what it used to be. Um, I guess this is probably, since we said all the damn words, uh, this is a, a fine place to give a little bit of the information that I learned. Um, but yeah, I kind of already said some of it. This is basically the first swear word. I mean, it was literally, we have the, we have the word curse word because of this word, uh, because it was a curse. You would curse somebody or damn somebody. And so they've all sort of stemmed from that. And then it has evolved over the years. Um, let's see. So I think there was even a quote, maybe even by Nick Cage in that show. Somebody said, the history of damn is the history of all swear words. And I just think that's fascinating. Um, there is the N at the end of the word, damn. And I think there's a thought that it's just left over from damnation or where were those other words? Damnare. Um, and when it just became shortened to damn, the N was just left over, which I think is very silly. Um, let's see. Anything else? Uh, no, I think, I don't know. It's just a good word. It's a good emphasis. I think I may have said maybe in maybe the next episode I mentioned uh, uh, Dale Cooper's line from Twin Peaks. Damn fine coffee. Yeah. If I think of anything else to say about it, I will say it. But we are going to move on to the last word. Damnable. No, it is damnable. There's there's the N. Damnable. I feel like it should be damnable, but maybe not. D-A-M-N-A-B-L-E. Adjective from the 14th century. One, liable to or deserving condemnation. Two, very bad. The synonym is detestable, as in damnable weather. I don't like this word. I just don't like how it sounds. I just don't like saying it. Damnable weather? At the very least, we could just say damnable. It's, it's the weather is so bad that you can damn it. You can curse it. You can swear at it. That's how bad it is. Damnableness is a noun. Damnableness. How much damnable stuff is in that weather? And damnably is an adverb. Hmm. Technically, I guess that's true. Okay. The words that we had today... Damascene, Damascene, Damascus steel, Damask, Damask, Damask rose, Dame, Dame school, Dame's rocket, Damiana, Dam, 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 and Damnable. Well, we have to pick Dam as the word of the episode because of all of the things that I said before. And yeah, it's just, uh, it's the original. It's the OG swear word. And it, uh, it's been around for so long that um, it's just part of our language and most people don't even think of it as a swear word. But there are, uh, there's a small percentage of people in the world who still, still are not a fan of it. Uh, they, don't, they don't like hearing it and I can't even imagine how they feel about words like <laughs> ass, asshole, bitch, shit, fuck, all those. All those great, wonderful words. Uh, so damn... Damn, 
damn 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 you all the hell with some damn fine coffee all right i think that is it um i i don't know i don't know uh yeah just go watch that show look up uh melissa moore and uh look up her book if you want to learn about the history of swearing and who doesn't want to do that um okay that's going to be the end of the episode Thank you very much for listening, and until next time, this is Spencer dispensing that damn information to you people. Bye.